Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the mug, your co-host, the Pope, the Modler, and the Statsman are with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2022 NRL and AFL season. And that NRL season normal is coming to a close this weekend. Finally, Pope. Yeah, thanks for having me, Marg. Things have been going since mid-November 2021, so it's nice to hit the end of the regular season. But fortunately for Rugby League, punters, muggers, a World Cup to follow. So the gift just keeps on giving. It certainly does, doesn't it? Big welcome to the program, to the modeler. Guys, good to be here again. I dare say it's probably been the early 70s or 80s uh, since, um, you know, the fearsome windies. Four-pronged pace attack. Has anyone seen a four-pronged attack uh, quite as potent as this one? And I say that, um, yeah, being quite comfortable that I'm the worst cricketer uh, of the four of us on here too. Well, Modler, don't be so modest. You're uh, you're you're the Andy Roberts, mate. You you come in hard <laughs> and fast, and um, and the uh, the Michael Holding of the lot of them though is the uh, no doubt about that is Statsman. Thanks, Mug. It's, uh, you're going back a bit too far for me there, Michael Holding. I don't know if I ever saw him, but I'm, I'm glad we got Nathan Cleary back in the lineup and not relying on the resi. So I'm surprised I kept my spot, but uh, glad to be here. Now, nah, awesome, mate. And uh, good to have all the boys uh, together. I think we might have done it earlier once in the season. Did we all get together? I'm, I'm not too sure now, but uh, great to have everyone here together and an exciting week uh, to be talking NRL and AFL because the finals are finally kicking off and uh, NRL, one more week to go, and then we're into that as well. And Statsman, we put it out on Twitter today. We asked the punters, do they like the buy or do they not like the buy? What's your take? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think I'm anti-buy, uh, mainly because it, it does bring teams a bit closer together, and um, you do like to, to see the top four rewarded um, and also – you know, those teams that are limping through have to really fight it out. So, uh, and then you add in the loss of momentum. So I'm anti-buy, I think. Anti-buy. And what about if you're anti-buy in the first week, what's your feeling about moving that buy forward to before the grand final? Nah, don't like it. Didn't like it last year. Um, the, the Probably the best benefit is the clean air for the Brownlow, but I don't think it's worth it. Um, just play it straight through, in my opinion. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, there it is, punters. I'm a bit agnostic myself. I, I used to be really against it because I just liked, uh, maybe I was just a bit resistant to change. I like the continuity of the season, but now I actually don't mind it. It's a bit of a bit of a punting reset and uh, you sort of get set ready for finals, a bit of a freshen up uh, for not only the players, but also the punters. And uh, we are absolutely ready and loaded to go for tonight. There is no doubt about that. Um, Pope and Modler, let's just backtrack for a second because we had NRL over the weekend. Nelson Asofa Solomona, uh, I think that's the correct wording of that. I haven't seen anything like that since I think it was about WrestleMania 5 when the mega powers combined and Rando the macho, macho man Randy Savage took flight from the top rope and just landed the big power elbow. 
What is going on there, Pope? How many weeks did he get for that? Mug, I, I thought you were joking on Twitter when you said Kane Corns was a viewer, but your performance in the first five minutes of this show, <laughs> I think you've risen the occasion here. The, David King and, and Kane Corns must be viewers. because you love the show. Had a season best tonight. It's been extraordinary so far. Mate, did he get rubbed out for that? Did he get weeks? No, nothing. And it's a repeat offender, Mug. He sort of wow. seems to... Um, well, not, not get the attention of the match review committee somehow, but he's not the only one in purple jersey who's um, didn't get the attention that he might have deserved last week. So Cameron Munster got away with one as well. So they're crying south. Sorry, they're crying foul north of the border about it too, Mug. Don't worry. There's um, very much an anti-storm sediment floating around Sydney at the moment based oh, on just, the just fact now. those that's, two that's, haven't been cited this week. That's, that's just happened now. There's an anti-storm sediment coming from Sydney. That's just started, has it? Well, it's just a cherry on top of the ice cream, I think. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, boys, we better have some betting review. How did you go, Modler? Yeah, pretty good one in the NRL, I think. Uh, we kicked off with Para against the Broncos on the Thursday night. They got done pretty easily, so good if you happen to take margins in that one as well. Uh, then, like the Roosters against Storm on the Friday, they uh, just held on in the end by four. That was another good one. Um, the one loss I had was Manly uh, against Canberra at odds. They uh, they just still don't look like gelling at all. There's something rotten there, it seems. Um, then Doggies we liked uh, at odds against the Sharks. They covered in the end uh, by about a converted try there. And I think South was the last one against the Cowboys, who also uh, covered the line as well. So four from five there in, in league. Excellent nice, set nice from you, Modler. Uh, great, uh, great set there, mate. You've, uh, I tell you what, I reckon the last eight, 10 weeks, um, your numbers have been very solid, Modler. I'm sure you've seen an uptick in your accounts. So well done, mate. Some some great betting for yourself. Pope, how was it, you, how was it for you? Because I know you were opposing the Modler in a couple of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm falling off the cliff at a rapid rate. Mug, I'm going the, the other way to the modeler. Oh, I think I was two for seven from my bets last week, and that probably reads better than what it actually was in actuality. There were a couple of those that got absolutely hammered. I like the Broncos, who got 50 put on again for the second week in a row. Mm. I was also on Manly, who had 48 put on them. So I, I was well wide of the mark on a few. And the two that I was fortunate enough to get were Roosters and Bulldogs covering the plus. But uh, I was miles off on a few of the games, Mug. Mate, it does happen uh, from time to time. Uh, but one thing I know, and the, the great thing about betting Pope, there is always another week around the corner. And especially if you follow the NRL, uh, there's many, many weeks around the corner in the NRL. So, uh, mate, we'll, uh, we'll back up and go again. Um, boys, nothing in the AFL, of course, but did we see any bad beats in the NRL? Well, we did. Margot, West Tigers is the one that springs to mind and I'll have to do this justice in the explanation, but Tigers led by six with about nine minutes to go. Dragons had a short dropout that didn't go the required distance. So if no one goes near the ball, West Tigers get a penalty in front of the post and would have gone ahead by eight. Monk, pretty simple equation, but for the life of me, no one understands why this occurred, but West Tigers decided to pick the ball up in that 10-metre oh zone, which you can't do. And instead of getting a penalty, they give away the penalty. Dragons go down and score to tie it up. 
and then two minutes later, kick the penalty goal to win it. So fundamentally, it came down to a player not knowing the rules of the game at a professional sporting level, which is oh quite extraordinary, Monk. Oh, I didn't actually see that over the weekend, Pope. So that is unbelievable. And that's two basically unlosable games this year that they've managed to find a way to lose. Yeah, it, it's helped this segment, the West Tigers, very much so the uniqueness of it, but uh, probably doesn't do much for the fan base. Wow. And uh, Modler, did you see any bad beats? Yeah, I might go a bit left field for my one. We'll go to the round ball game. Um, so on the weekend, Liverpool just knocked a lazy nine goals past Bournemouth and um, their most prolific goal scorer in recent memory anyway, Mo Salah, he, uh, he failed to find the net in those and I don't have his anytime goal scorer price for that game, but uh, tomorrow he's against better opposition. He's a dollar sixty-five for anytime goal scorer, Truth. Um, and that's with three goals expected. So uh, yeah, with nine goals coming in, and uh, you'd expect him to have found the net at least once. So if you happen to throw him in some sort of SGM, you'd probably uh, yeah feeling a little bit a uh, little bit off colour by now. Bit bit stiff. And uh, stats man, I know no AFL over the weekend, but you are a keen observer of all sports. Did you see any bad beats? I'd say I did, Mug. I was trying to think of any, but um, no, no bad beats for me over the weekend. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think we've got plenty to talk about tonight. We've got our, our, re- our regular games to go through our core markets, but also, too, we, uh, we want to talk to some special um, segments tonight as well. And, uh, and the stats man's been pouring over these numbers for the last five days in anticipation. He's bought his absolute best tonight, punters, and uh, he's ready to take them through us. Statsman, can we talk some Premiership Quinella? What do we've got here? Yeah, Mug, um, we, we can. So the, the Premiership market has had a lot of the value sucked out of it for me, and I'll probably wait for week one there. Um, we spoke about Geelong and Melbourne being short. Still think they are pretty short. Um, Sydney, maybe, maybe Sydney, but yeah, there, there's not a lot of value screaming out to me. But what I really do like is in the Quinella market, um, courtesy of Top Sport. There's two two selections that really stand out to me. Um, so one of them is Melbourne and Richmond to play off in the grand final. Yep. Uh, the difficult, um, well, not sorry, the difficult, it's a pretty easy path. Melbourne win their first game and Richmond win all the way through. Melbourne would have to win um, prelim and, and qualifying final. It's $26. So the make grand final multi for those two teams comes out to around $13. Um, obviously Melbourne can make it with a loss in the first game. And if they did that, they can't play Richmond, but otherwise um, that is the price. So if you add on the price of Melbourne making it the other way, it still comes shorter than 26 for me. Um, so I've got that one marked at around 15 from memory. Um, so 26, pretty good bet. And okay. there was another one, which was. We wanted to have a look at um, Gary Ayres medal, which is the um, best in the final series. So um, did you have any value there? Yep, sorry, there was one more on the Quinella, which was Geelong. Oh, and sorry, mate. Sorry, go, go on. Ge- Ge- Geelong and Richmond at 90 to 1 was the other one I liked. Um, similar similar reason. Geelong would have to lose to Collingwood, is the part that makes that price a lot bigger. But yep. um, from there, yeah, I did like that one. Okay, um, mate. So, so, Geelong, so Geelong and Richmond, 90, and uh, Melbourne and Richmond, 26. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I think Richmond, as you know, the, the likely team from that bottom four if, to make it if anyone does. Their favourites against Brisbane, um, potentially fairly short against the loser of Sydney, Melbourne. They're probably not favourite, but they won't be too big. And then potentially, depending on who they play in the prelim, they could be favourites. So, yeah, do like that one. Uh, Gary, like it, that's man, like it. 
Gary Ayres was the next one you're asking about, Mark. Yes, please, mate. What do we what do we see here? Um, yes, yeah, so there's a couple in that one for me. There's uh, Clayton Oliver is one of them. Uh, Eleven dollars, I think he is now playing for Melbourne. Obviously, very short for the flag. Uh, hopefully, there's probably two ways they can win the flag. I think they need to win the flag for him to win it. Um, they could win three or they could lose one and then win the next three. So, um, yeah, if they win three games, I think he's done really well in the coaches' votes. I think two years running, which is what the Gary Ayers medal is, um, he's, he's sort of in form and, and he's got all the boxes ticked. I think at that price, like looking at their market, Callum Mills is at 13, Clayton Oliver's at 11. I know who I'd rather be on out of those two. So Clayton Oliver for me, um, $11. And then the other one is Josh Dunkley as an outsider, 126, I think he was. Uh, sorry, 101 he is now, but still value for me. Um, they'd have to win at least three games, uh, which they're not going to be favoured to do. They're obviously underdogs this week, but he's clearly been their best player for the last four to six weeks. And uh, should they should they win through to even a prelim, if not a granny, uh, he's a decent chance of polling their most coaches' votes. So at, a, at big odds, don't mind Josh Dunkley as well. Love it, uh, Statsman. That's uh, fantastic for the listeners. So Oliver and Dunkley for the Gary Ayres medal. And um, I think you were throwing your eye over some most disposal markets as well. I was. There's going to be a bit of a similar trend here, but I like Richmond's chances of playing deep. And and the way I like to look at especially most disposals, uh, not so much most goals, because goals comes down to whether you win games or not, um, but disposals doesn't generally. It's it's not too correlated with um, winning. So what I look for in most disposals is who is a reasonable chance of playing four games. And in this case, Richmond's the most likely uh, for me. And if they play four games, they're almost guaranteed to have the highest disposal getter. There's some exceptions like Clayton Oliver averaging 32. If he plays three games and gets 96, that's that could be a Richmond player playing four. But Dion Prestia is the one. So Richmond, I think, is 750 to make the granny. If they do, uh, what price would I have Prestia to be their leading disposal getter? Um, and I think I'd have him dollar forty, something like that. So that would make him, you know, twelve dollars if the multi of Richmond to make the grand final and Prestia to have their most disposals. Uh, they can also play three games and he could win this market in theory. So for me at the 14, I, I do make him a bet. Jaden Short at 50 to one, uh, similar reasoning, but I just think for Richmond, he's he's someone else who can go bigger than Prestia, probably only out of those two. And then the other one is Angus Brayshaw at $14. So he's been averaging about 31 since moving to the midfield. Clayton Ollers is $4, Angus Brayshaw is 14 I just think on current output, that gap between those is too big. So uh, Brayshaw was the other one there for me. Well, I hope you're listening to that, punters, because that is some absolute gold uh, there from a guy who knows. And, um, mate, some excellent work there by you, Statsman. Thank you so much for that, mate. Some uh, some great tip-ups there. You mentioned those prices coming to you from Top Sport, and that's where all of our prices are going to come from tonight, Statsman. Uh, Top Top Sport look after us. They sponsor our program, and um, they do a great job for the punters. Tristan and the boys fantastic Australian bookie. I've been in the caper for over 30 years and they love betting. That's what they do. They take the bets Uh, more often than not. You can get a good chunk down. And um, yeah, if you're not with top sport, get to the website website now, topsport.com.au and download the app boys. Let's uh, let's talk some core markets and, uh, and get back to that stats, man. And we'll, uh, I mean, we did have a bit of a chat about this last week, so I'll be interested to see where your boys' um, minds have shifted, if at all. Uh, let's uh, 
trying to get the uh, the markets up here, boys. Unless uh, unless Pope, you've uh, I don't know if you've got them there for us, mate. Or you uh, can't seem to find the. Uh... Yeah, I, I can, Mug. Can I? Can I just yeah, say I, I was skeptical how much we had to pay Statsman to come on the show tonight, but that was highly impressive performance from him. So it's well worth the third party endorsements we needed to get him on for the second time in three weeks. So um, well done, Statsman. You got to get the Ferrari. The first game, Mug. I'll, I'll, got, got to get the Ferrari at the garage every now and then. Hope. <laughs> that's that's very fair, Statsman, and you pay for what you get clearly. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll talk to the first game, Mug. It's Thursday nights. We obviously touched on this last week, but uh, it a little bit changed across the four games. So we've got the Lions v Tigers at the Gabba in 48 hours' time. Lions are four and a half point underdogs. Take it away, Mug. Yeah. What do we got? We've got uh, Modlers, um, and maybe I'll get Modlers to talk to this in a moment, but uh, we're talking maybe Martin coming in, Graham coming in, and we're talking Rainer out. So we've got a bit of a uh, we've got a bit of a personnel swing there. So that's 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 gonna be about a four point uh, five point swing on my numbers. I would still I've still got Brisbane slight fave. Uh, this this uh, Answorth, I think, is out too, isn't he? Unless he got off, which I haven't heard, and Adams too, it was announced yesterday. So there's a couple more out for Brisbane. Yeah. So, so, um, so I, I, I still my, my numbers because Adams didn't play last game, Dave. So he he's he still, I guess, just not coming back. Um, so my numbers are basically done on last week's squads. So I'm looking at, uh, I guess, changes to squads. Um, I've still got Briz slight fave, um, but I don't think I can do it, Pope. I don't think I can pull the trigger. I'm just, uh, I'm just a little bit burnt. Uh, we had our hard earned on Brisbane last time up there at the Gabba against Melbourne, and um, that defensive performance was so meek and so feeble um, that I'm a little bit scarred by that, to be fair. So I think I'm going to shoulder arms here. I, I'm not going to bet the Tigers, um, but not going with my numbers, which which is what my numbers say Brisbane. But I'll be interested to hear Statsman's thoughts on that one. Uh, pretty. Um, firstly, I'd like to just say I'm happy to forego my uh, match payments for this week to get Pope's better internet um, if we can sort of pull together and, and organise that. Um, but, yeah, on this match, I think... I don't know. I'm, I'm probably in the same boat. I don't make Brisbane a bet. I did like Richmond early. At the current price, it's hard to tip them up. Um, you could, again, look at margins. Like, the Brisbane were deplorable, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily the play. If anything, I'd be getting involved in Richmond at, you know, 25-plus, maybe 40-plus, yeah. but I'm not rushing into that. Yep, fair enough. And, uh, and, and Pope, we better uh, go to the model. Yeah, I... Um... I think I had a slight lean to Brisbane last week. I don't think I've made too many changes, but yeah, with Rainer out and Dusty and Graham likely in, that's uh, swung right down Richmond's way. I don't have them uh, bet at the moment. I've got them at dollar seventy six, so pretty much right on where they are at Toppy. Um, there's a there's talk Grimes might get back in as well. That might push them over the edge to to make them a bet for me. But um, yeah, at this stage, no bet either. Stick with you while you've got the hot hand, Modler. Friday nights, we've got Demons and the Swans. The reigning premiers are 12.5-point favourites at the MCG. Yeah, not many changes here for me either. I've got Salem back in for the Ds and no changes for the Swans. And um, 
Yeah, I think we liked the Swans last week and we're sticking with them here. I had them just shy of 250. Um, so into the, yeah, 275. Uh, they're definitely a bet for me at this stage. Statsman? Yeah, I, um, I'm probably, I, I was fairly neutral on this one, but the more I look into it, I, I'm starting to lean the, to the Swans. Like their, their MCG form over the last two years, which is probably the only relevant um, data for this team, has been quite good. Beat Melbourne there this year. I think they went closer than last year. Smashed Richmond last year. They did lose to Essendon, um, but it was a bit of a sort of reinvigorated Essendon team. And on form, Sydney is probably the, the form team in the comp um, lately. So I know Melbourne have been back for a week or two, but they were pretty poor. And if you look at sort of a 12-week block, they haven't been great. So I could I could probably put up Sydney head-to-head. I'll, I'll go with that. With not, not a big stake, but probably a slight lean of the Sydney head-to-head there. Like it. Uh, Mug, can you make it three from three? I certainly can agree with that. That's that's probably the one bet for the weekend out of these core markets that I that I like. Um, I just think um, the Melbourne form, there's been a few times in the last sort of six weeks or six to eight weeks where we've got excited about a big performance. You know, they come out, they beat Brisbane, you know, uh, six, seven weeks ago, and everyone was like, oh, they're back. And then they come out and have a bad performance. Same thing against Freo. They have a good performance against Freo. Then they come out and have a bad performance, lose against Collingwood. They come out and have a good performance again against Brisbane. Everyone's like, oh, they're back. They're ready for finals. Uh, I, I think there's been a bit of a pattern there with Melbourne. Good, bad, good, bad, good. So I, I'm, I'm not getting carried away with that flogging at Brisbane. I think I said it last week. Brisbane were witches hats. Um, well, I guess it's, what, 10, 10 days ago now. So I, I'm not getting too carried away. And I think at the... What do we have? I think it was 13 last week. I still think at the 12 now, that's still a pretty big number in finals. So happy to have some of that. Well, Meatloaf once said two out of three ain't bad mugs. So I can't tell you what three out of three is, but certainly listeners should take credence for that heading into the weekend in that match. Uh, Mug, you like Collingwood in this game last week, Geelong v the Magpies on Saturday Twilight's you still hold that position seven days later? Yeah, I think I, I think I got to be on that line, Pope. I, I mean, I do think the Cats win, um, but you know, what are we giving up? Sixteen in a in a in a big final, big crowd. Um, you know, Cats have yeah, a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's different this year. It's different." But you know, there's still a few. Uh, I guess you can't call them calling wobbles because uh, it's Geelong, but th- there might be still a few little wobbly bits uh, when they get into that final series. Um, I think the number is a big number. I think you got to have something on that line. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, did you concur with that view last week, Modler? And secondly, do you follow that in this week? Yeah, I definitely liked them last week. I had them to 90 ish against, I think three ten or something they were at the time. Um, just plugging in some likely ends now, for especially for the Cats, Cameron, Stanley, Duncan, um, and then Adams back in for the Pies. It's it's sort of, yeah, gone into neutral territory there. Um, uh, yeah, so as it stands, no bet for me in this one. Ali, and you, Statsman? I'm uh, I'm in agreement with Mug. It's, it's a big number, and the Pies have been, you know, the kings of the close game this year. So while you don't expect them to win, um, it is a big start. I, I do lean in the plus as well, um, given their their ability to keep games close. Lovely. Uh, since Wendy's in the 80s is probably a bit before your time, 
Statsman, I'll give you the new ball as uh, let's go with Mitchell Johnson here in the Fremantle Western Bulldogs game. Mitchell? Good thing about uh, not being from the 80s is I also don't know about dial-up internet, which you're um, still clearly <laughs> using, but that, that's okay. Um, Freo Bulldogs, Fife's out now. Don't think he is probably as, as valued as, as the line move suggests, but um, yeah, I, I don't really have a bet on that one. It's really hard to trust the dogs. It's really hard to trust Freo. So uh, letting that one through to the keeper like a good opening batsman would. Lovely. Uh, Mother, what's your view on this one? Yeah, I didn't actually realise Fife was out. I'd had uh, Loeb and Log, uh, Log and Lob in for Freo, as I did last week, um, and just had them pretty much on the market. With Fife out, uh, I've got the doggies at 280. Um, whether that brings them in enough to be a bet, uh, yeah, it's probably borderline at the moment. But even if it was, it'd only be a slight lean and probably only a, maybe a half stake at best. But, um, yeah, I might wait and see the teams on that one. Great. Uh, Mug, you were very bullish on the Dockers a week ago. Does Fife change that for you? Uh, not overly. I mean, he, he's got to be worth a few points, doesn't he? Uh, I think the market is basically saying he's worth about three um, from what I can uh, garner there. I think we're at 12 and a half and we've moved to nine and a half, which is probably about right. I mean, at full at full speed, I'm sure Statsman agrees he's, he's a six-point player, um, at least, um, when he was at full steam. Um He's not that now. Look, I, I just cannot see, I, I just can't see a doggy's victory. I know that that could come back to bite me, but um, I, I just don't see it. Um, full house over there, at, you know, in uh, in Perth. Uh, I think Frio just win. The um, I'm a bit concerned about the weather. Um, so Frio have struggled at times. I think they're, a lot of their game is just based on the intercept marking defenders and uh, and controlling that ball down back. That game style seems to, to struggle a little bit in the wet. So wet games, probably no bet for me. Um, if the weather's not too bad, I think I'll have to find a way to be with Freo head-to-head. The $1.53 is not overly exciting me, but uh, if we could get up north of, of $160, um, then I might have to uh, I might have to have a go. Well, one thing the buy does do is that leading into Thursday night, the fever pitch will be the anticipation mug. So only two days to go till we get the final series underway. I'm on a flight uh, back from Adelaide at 6.50. Uh, so I'm really hopeful, uh, Pope, that the plane has got some sort of better uh, uh, setup than yourself. And uh, somehow we can get some sort of uh, vision <laughs> as I'm uh, flying back home. So... Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate that. Otherwise, I might be just, um, I'm going to have to wait till touchdown to catch up with it all. But uh, that's enough talk about AFL. Let's get over now and talk some NRL with the Pope and the Modler. Uh, boys, first game. And uh feels like we've been having some uh, some big clashes and there's, there's no exception uh, this weekend in the NRL. But we've got kicking us off Thursday night. Not Probably not many uh, Melbourne uh, AFL is going to be on this one, but it is a big game. Parramatta Eels taking on the Storm. Parra at home, 202. Storm, $1.82. One and a half the line. Pope, talk us through it. 
permutations, machinations, all the adjectives are at play in this one, Mug. Basically, the winner gets fourth. The loser will have to win four games in a row to hold the trophy. So huge ramifications in this one. I've dissected this quite heavily throughout the course of the day and I, I can't find a huge angle either way, but when I do analyse it, I probably have my trust in the storm mug, even going to Sydney coming off the back of a loss that the, the best two or three players in the game are going to be playing for Melbourne. And I talk heavily about the spine. Grant, Munster, Jerome Hughes are a Melbourne side. I've touched a fair bit on Parramatta's inconsistency. So I just mainly on trust more than anything else. I side the way of the storm, but um, not with a great degree of confidence. But what it will be is, is a cracker. So if you are tuned into the Gabba, make sure you switch over in quarter time, half time breaks, etc. Because there's a lot at stake for the winner in this game. Yeah, cool. And uh, with that one, Pope, uh, with Paris up and down and propensity to have points against. Is that a 13-pluser as well? Yeah, it's it's a pretty good shout for a number of reasons, Mug. One, being their inconsistency, and, and two, it's probably if they do get behind the game and... Chuck it in. I guess become emotionally deflated by the, the prospect of finishing in the bottom half of the eight. Like That, that can get out of hand, which, we've, which we touch on a bit in finals in both codes, that when the team's in, there's a little bit of that that's... Uh, very good shout from you. That 13-plus storm is an angle worth exploring as well. Modler, can we line up? No, I'm going to oppose Pope first up here. Um, yeah, like Parra the last few weeks, they've obviously got the chocolates last week uh, and opposed Storm as well. Um, and that's going to carry on here. I've, I've got Parra favourites um, at about a dollar eighty. So, yeah, definitely keen to, to play into the, to the, I think it's 204 on top of there. Um, and, and I take it you'd be on margins as well your way, Modler. Yes, if they if they carry on like they did last week against the Broncos and rack a few up, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely can on that. Okay. All right, boys. Well, we're opposed in the first game of the round again. I think that's happened a, a few times uh, in recent weeks anyway. Um, big clash, uh, the next one up, guys, that we want to talk to anyway, and that's uh, the Sydney Roosters uh, hosting uh, their crosstown rivals, the South. $1.80 the Roosters. Two bucks the South, and we've got another uh, one and a half here, boys. So some great tight games uh, here to uh, to get us going. Yeah, another another great game. The reopening of Allianz Stadium as well. So it's quite the occasion in Sydney in this game, Mug. This in recent weeks, this looked like this was going to decide who would make the finals and who wasn't. Traditional rivals, so a lot of play diluted somewhat by the fact of Broncos falling right off the cliff in recent weeks to um, take away the chances of either of these two missing. But still, a lot of play. The winner could finish as high as fifth. The loser would finish seventh. And um, if you finish fifth, you'd probably get the Raiders, which on paper is a pretty easy round one matchup mug. But in this game, again, like it's hard to sort of get a read. Like it, it's about the right price. I do lean towards South, though, that Roosters are missing a couple off the back of a brutal clash with the Storm last week. So they're missing a couple of players for this week. Um, and also, South's match up pretty well in this game. They've won the last three against the Roosters. So something seems to work for them in this one. So I lean that way again towards the Rabbitohs to come away with a victory on Friday night. Very interesting. Okay, thank you for those thoughts, Pope. Modler. Yeah, you're going to have to oppose Pope again here. Oh, boy. The- 
We've worked south for the last few weeks, um, but then we've jumped on the Roosters as well, obviously on them uh, last week against Storm, and we're going to carry on here. I've got them $1.67, so, uh, yeah, a decent edge into that into that $1.80 there. Um, and I think I just read now that uh, Damien Cook's out with COVID as well, is he? So that's a, yeah, a little fill-up, I guess, for the Roosters as well. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we're opposed there again. Um Pope, does that change your view with Cookout? No, I'm pretty confident that's been baked into the price. Okay. Um, Mug, has been that's been pretty common knowledge well for the known. best part okay. of the week. Oh, Fair I enough. might just might just chime in here. Alex Johnston, dollar seventy to score a try. I'm saying he's he's scored it in his last eight games in fifteen of his last seventeen. I'm saying dollar seventy has to be a bet, doesn't it? I think we bought this up last time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, two, two weeks ago, and he and he scored twice <laughs> since. So I'm running with it again. Any, any views there, Pope? Hard to argue, stats, man. I know you're an Alex man, backed him top try scorer this season, so you're all aboard and you should be. He doesn't miss too often regardless of the opposition. So uh, seventy on paper is a pretty juicy price despite being underdogs, stats, man. So I think you're onto something there. Okay. All right. Statsman, lovely a little pickup there for this. Jeez, he's bringing a fair bit to the table tonight, Statsman. Not just in AFL. He comes across and gets it done in the NRL as well, the Statsman. Um, next game we want to speak to, boys, and we'll go to the modeler here first. Uh, Warriors at home modeler taking on the Gold Coast. We've only got five and a half, uh, which, um, yeah, I'll be interested to get your thoughts here. Dollar fifty New Zealand, Gold Coast 260. Modler, how do you see it? Yeah, interestingly enough, I've got the biggest lean I've seen in quite a while, and it's on, on the away team here on the Titans. Really? What's a, uh, a pretty meaningless game that you know, I think Titans, are, they might mathematically finish last if, you know, margins blow up. But um, otherwise, it, uh, yeah, the game doesn't really mean much. I've got them just over even money here at 205. So, yeah, pretty big uh, edge into the 260 there and definitely can to get involved. Geez, I thought all money you're going to be coming there for the home team, but uh, likes the Titans. Okay, uh, Pope, can we line up? I probably don't want too much to do with this one, Mark. I can understand Modler's angle that um, it probably does look a bit big on paper, but you know you, you've got the second worst team in the competition jumping on a plane to go abroad in the last week of the year. Like, what could go wrong there, Monk? So odd. Oh, surely nothing. <laughs> can't, can't imagine any issues attached to that. I'd, I'd like to be on points here, but the market's one step ahead at 56 and a half. So I'd just say put any outside back in a same game multi and back that home in this one. Mug, that would probably be my play here that I don't think there's too many other angles at shorter prices I want to be involved in. And, uh, and for the listeners then, Pope, who are those outside backs to maybe uh, just have a think about if you're uh, SGMing over the weekend? Uh, you can probably play a bit of bingo, but at the bigger price, there's, there's a couple to probably include. One would be Bo Furmore in, in the back row. He's on a bit of a try-scoring spree mug, and his price is generally pretty attractive. And for feeder, he's also probably another one. You he, he can generally... At the price the Titans are, he'll probably be somewhere between two fifty three dollars. So, even a little two legger on both for more and David for feeder will get you a juicy odds without um, having to overload it with legs. Mug, love it. Okay, thank you very much, Pope. And um, you know, have a look around uh, punters. Top Sport um, 
for the large part on those those types of markets have, have generally got the strongest prices. So uh, get onto uh, get onto the app, get onto the website, come game day, and uh, and get stuck into those. Um, Pope uh, St George Brisbane Broncos St George two thirty five at home Bronx a dollar sixty away. Um, how can we have Brisbane as a fave? away after what they've been putting up i'll let you explain it four and a half the line what have you got for us yeah well the only the only reason you can have this mug would be incentive so despite them shooting themselves not only in the foot but probably the hand and the heart in recent weeks and gonna miss the eight that there is still a minor chance if they win and win big in this one but it's not enough for me to get on board Their, their form's too poor you just can't flick it on and off even if you do have incentives. So they need to win by about 40 to be any chance, even more than that, to be any chance of making the finals. So that's probably why this market favours them. But um, they're not playing well at all, and that's putting it kindly. So I do like the Dragons despite them having nothing to play for here, Mug. Yeah, and if it's like a reasonably tight game in the first 10 minutes, first 20 minutes, half time, you know, do the Broncos just go, well, that's season done. You know, might as well just... Uh put it in the rack. Um, Modler, your thoughts? Yeah, going to line up here. Um, like hey. a, George uh, this week, yeah, been opposed to Brisbane for a while now, and that's going to carry on. I've got this game right on uh, Pickham, $2 each way. So, yeah, into the 235, thereabouts, a toppy. Um, can to get involved? Uh, yeah, yeah, slight, you know, minor asterisks. St. George don't really have anything to play for. But, um, yeah, given that price difference, and St. George, you know, haven't been, you know, too bad this year. So, so happy enough to, to put that up as a bet. Yeah. Okay. Excellent boys. Well, there's definitely one for the listeners. Uh, the boys lining up there uh, guys. Um, I think uh, next one that we're going to go to uh, the ghost of Ross Lyon uh, is alive and well in this game uh, Pope. So we've got North Queensland Cowboys taken on Penrith Panthers. So, just uh, sharpen your ears, punters, because Penrith Panthers are the runaway favourite for the Premiership, and we've got North Queensland Cowboys a nineteen and a half point favourite. Uh, Pope a dollar eleven against the Premiership uh, chance runaway. Explain all of this. Make some sense of it for me, please. Yeah, on topsport.com.au market mover of twenty twenty two. This one. Mug, and we probably get one of these, it feels like a year, in the NRL in the last round. So despite Talkback Radio being dominated in Melbourne this week by the by being the uh, scourge of the earth, this is probably the reason they do it. But um, again, the market probably didn't know what to expect here. So it opened three and a half, four and a half, and as rumours increased and likelihood that players would miss it, crept up and crept up and then really went up at speed today once confirmed to 19 and a half. So... It's um, and that's on the back of 13 players being rested and, and 13 are better players in the comp to Mug being the minor premier. So, um, quite extraordinary, but it was sort of on the cards. However, again, like it's very tricky for bookmakers to get this right in advance. Um, in terms of betting, my natural tendency is to probably look at the plus here at these big numbers, but when I do break this down, the upside. I think is still a minus at this number at 19 and a half that where a lot of these New South Wales Cup players and the step up to NRL is significant mug. So even if Cowboys lead by four or six with 20 to go, you, you could easily see them score three or four tries in the last 20 minutes where fitness 
comes into it. So I still think the minus is the play here, but um, it's a little bit of finger in the air when you've got mass changes like this, Mug. And the Cowboys have been known to do that in recent times, put some score on quickly. Modler, can you line up? Um, well, yeah, it's 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 probably hard to say in this one. I've got North Queensland at a dollar eleven, uh, so not you know real keen to play at a dollar twelve there. It's not sort of big enough to get involved in any margin markets or anything. But at least it's uh, you know it's a good validation for having a, a player based model that uh, kind of pick up on these you know wholesale changes and and um, yeah get near enough close to the market. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so not, not in opposition, but maybe just uh, on the fence there for the modeler, but Pope liking uh, the cows there to uh, take care of a uh, depleted Penrith outfit. And uh, boys, last game that we wanted to talk about here, West Tigers are hosting the Raiders at home here. Tigers, a big price, 380 Raiders, $1.27. Leichhardt Oval, uh, 12 and a half the line. And I think we've got some final eight machinations here. Uh, Pope, tell us all about it. Yeah, that holds probably the most interest in this one. Margie, if Canberra win, it's more likely than not to be them making the eight. Brisbane would have to win by near 50 to make this any conversation about margins. So um, if they win by anything less than 40, all Canberra needs to do is win. So... With that in mind, I'll probably lean towards the Tigers, unfortunately, when you're backing the wooden spooner mug. But Canberra didn't go my way last week, unfortunately, when I said on the podcast that they don't win big often, but they belted Manly last week. But it's still one game that they did that. They don't have a, haven't had a tendency to do that over the season. Away from home, there are one or two players finishing up for the Tigers, so there's an emotional aspect to it and primarily as I said if, if when you got 12 and a half on your side with the Tigers I I do find that attractive um, as touch on there is a degree of trepidation when you're backing poor teams at any stage mug but um, my numbers are compelling enough that I think the plus is the go in this one the Pope's getting swept up in the emotion what about the model um, it's got the very slightest of lanes to the Tigers here at 370 so um yeah, you know, probably not even a half stake into the 380 there. Just wanted to ask Pope a question without notice. If um, if the Broncos happen to lose against St George, um, what do you see happening in this game? Do Canberra sort of play a bit Bruce free and you know sort of not putting too much effort, given that they've cemented that eight spot? Well, if Brisbane if Brisbane lose, did you say yes? Yeah. Or the, yeah, yeah. Potentially, potentially. So that, there's some upside there in the plus. Yep. Like in terms of resting players, I can't see too much of that happening it, because the extended bench has been known. There's, there's probably not too much flexibility there, Modler, to move it around. But um, the queue could go in the rack one way or the other for sure. Yeah, that's that's not a bad angle there. Of um, and again, even if they even if they win, I think, and it's only so much as as winning. I think that it's hard to see them putting in. Um, well, it's not hard to see, but it decreases the chances of an 80-minute performance as well. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's good shout. That um, probably ties into the angle of plus as well a little bit with what you say there. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, boys. Excellent NRL chat. And just to round out that chat, uh, Pope, I think we said we were going to talk about it before, but let's go to some premiership and some uh, other future stuff if you want to talk to us. What can you update the listeners with uh, with regards to the premiership? 
Yeah, probably the one this week. No, there, there's a lot at play, like teams where they win or lose, finishing fourth or sixth and who they might play. So there's very few that seem concrete outside of Penrith and also Cronulla who finished second. But probably I think the best bet at this stage this week, just having a look, would be Cowboys to make the grand final at $5.50 topsport.com.au mug. They get Cronulla in week one if they win this week. And as we've, we've touched on there, they're 20-point favourites. Yep. It will be away from home, but it'll be relatively close to picking that game. And if they are victorious, they then get a home prelim. So I think the 550 is probably a little bit big. And um, I don't think if that played out, they'd be as big in a preliminary final as what those prices indicate. I know there's, there's multiple permutations to that, but I think their price, bearing in mind, they could get a home prelim. The 550 for them to make the grand final mug is quite attractive this week. And, uh, as Statsman's done tonight with AFL, we'll dive a little bit further into some of those connotations once we know the makeup of the final eight next week. Okay, great shout, Pope. Absolutely love that bet, mate. That's that's a fantastic one for the listeners. And guys, just uh, before we do wrap up this evening, we'll just uh, have a quick uh, talk to our charity bet. So last week, uh, I think we were 20% pot there, boys. We uh, we got the Roosters head-to-head uh, last week at a price. Uh, it was 240 um that we got and uh and we missed on manly of course at the line but um but still still we, we're winning money for uh, for charity there let's do it again this week i think the afl one is pretty clear we got to be on the 20s at uh 12 and a half boys did we want to go um 50 50 win line or 80 20 we got to at least have something on the win i think uh given its finals time uh 80 20 or 50 50 Um, I'm happy with 80-20, yeah. 80-20, Statsman, you happy with that? Suits me. All right, uh, very good, 80-20. And boys, what are we doing? Where's our money going uh, for charity in the rugby league? Is it St. George? Yeah, let's let's just go all in on St. George to round out the regular season. Uh, Mug, let's go maybe 60-40, 60 line. 40 head-to-head on the Dragons. Head-to-head, and we've got uh, 235. So uh, let's lock that in and and, uh, four and a half the line there. All right, let's do that. All right, boys, that's a um, significant chat about punting on AFL and NRL this evening. So hopefully the punters have uh, taken something from that. Uh, Really looking forward uh, to the weekend of footy ahead. Finals in the AFL, last round in the NRL. And I'm almost as excited as for Statsman's sign-off. Statsman, can you sign us off? I can. I've been practicing for this all week. Um, No, I haven't. But thank you for listening to the Barefoot Punter. Uh, Remember to gamble responsibly, but most importantly, gamble to win.